Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Matt. How are you? Life is good. Always good. Got a little crick in my neck. I don't know if I'm sleeping wrong. I got a new pillow that's supposed to be super cool, but I got a little, I got a crick in my neck. Need to talk to Mike Lindell, huh? He's got yeah. the, the... Oh, I went to the chiropractor immediately. Yeah, I'm all still, still hurting. All right, episode 104, no, four, 104. One. Top reasons why business owners fail at marketing. Top reasons business owners fail at marketing. And you know, I've talked about this before, you can have the best product, the best idea, but unless you're really good at marketing, nobody's going to know about it and you're not going to sell anything. So we always talk about it's all about marketing, right? It is, it's all about marketing and, and what um, great marketing will make a okay product into a very big uh, product. Uh, poor marketing can take a great product absolutely nowhere. So, um, <laughs> but one thing for sure, great marketing will expose a bad company very quickly uh, because yeah. if you have lack of service and all those things, but that's not, we're going to talk about marketing and why, and why business owners fail at marketing. And so, and, and we didn't want to limit it to like five things because I think there could be more. I think there could be right. more. So. Right. The, um, so I was thinking about, um, you know, we talk about Dean Jackson a lot. He's got the eight profit activators and Taki Mori has something else. And, all these guys have their different things that they, you know, uh, how they, how to identify who you're, you've all, you and I have always said, you know, you got to solve a problem. You got to add value to somebody or you got to be willing to do what other people uh, aren't. And if you do one of those three things, people will pay you money. Right. Yeah. My claim, so, to, my claim to fame is the four R's, the right message in front of the right audience at the right time will always produce the right result. So. Ah, it's perfect. I like that. The four, four R's. R's. Right. So let's start with that. So, so let's talk about the, uh, well, the right message. yeah, the right message or, or I'll even talk about, uh, what is it? A Fletcher, Aaron Fletcher. So I think it's called the Fletcher method. He, he talks about your currency, your currency. What, what are you offering? What are you, it's not really the offer yet, but it's just kind of like, what are you helping? Right. What, yeah. What problem are you solving? I mean, yes, that's, what you, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. your currency. How, yeah. how are you going to make your client's life better? Cause sometimes it's, you know, we, we often look at it from the problem side, but ultimately, if someone wants their life better, they're, they're wanting a problem solved. I mean, no matter, no matter how you look at it. So um, that's what you got to figure out is what, what do you give um, to your clients um, that makes their life better? And, and right. that, that's not always your product is maybe a tool. Like if Yes. Yes. The, so like the currency, you know, we talked about like revenue, all small businesses want more revenue or more clients, right? Here's what I think marketing firms and agencies get wrong is, Hey, uh, David, I'm going to get you some more leads. Well, well, heck, I don't want more leads. I want clients, yeah. right? I want revenue. Don't tell me about leads. Leads are for a big operating company who knows their conversion rate and how to get it through there. Right. The local landscape or the local dentist just says, I need more clients. I need, yeah. you know, I, I want more patients. Right. So, so the currency for a small to mid-sized business is not leads, but it's revenue. It's really not even profit. It's, it's revenue or number of patients or number of clients. Right. But, but some of the other things we're talking about, like you just said, it's landscaping, right? Are you providing a beautiful lawn service or are you helping them free up time to spend with their family? Right. Yeah. Or pride or ego. So they have the prettiest lawn in the neighborhood. Right. Yeah. That could be your currency. Yeah, your currency often, I, I would think, in the landscaping business is what, what's happening is 
that person values their free time at a higher rate than what you charge. Right. So that's why landscaping and, and you know, in lawn service is so popular because, well, do I really want to spend my Saturday, four hours on my Saturday afternoon trimming the bushes and doing all this when I could be doing whatever I like to do on a Saturday or play golf, whatever you like to do. And so right. you pay somebody else to do that. So if right. you're in the landscaping business, you're not cutting lawns. You're, you're giving people their free time to do the things they love. Absolutely. And it also could be, you know, no matter how much I'm not a good green thumb, so I'll never make my lawn pretty. So, so, so I will argue that it's both, right? I want to go play golf. I don't want to spend time doing the yard. But if I did the yard, I'm terrible at it. I could never make it look as good as the landscaper guy because I don't know when to cut and trim and aerate and add fertilizer and yada, yada, yada. I don't know that stuff. So even if I did do it, I couldn't do it as well as they could do it. So it's almost like, like you said, dual currency, you know, pretty long, better than you could ever make it. Uh, and also freeing up the time. Right? And you know, it's funny you say that. I mean, I'm mild tangent here, but um, in one of my previous house, I had a long, long guy, he'd come by and, and like, he would say, Hey, I think you're watering too long. And I said, I'll tell you what, here's my garage door code. When you're here, just adjust the sprinklers as right. you see fit. You don't even have right. to talk to me. You just do it the way you want to yes, do it. Exactly right. And then, and because you know, I trusted him, and 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 sure enough, he had my lawn looking great. Because I don't know how long you're supposed to water a lawn. Right. Um, right. So, so, so you go back. You're exactly. Right. So you got to have like your currency. What are we offering? Are we offering peace of mind? Some of the main ones are like I said, for business, it's revenue and really a number of clients. For health, it's. It's not just healthy because that's too general, right? You need to be more specific, like 10 pounds in 10 weeks, right? Or 10 pounds in a month, right? Two dress sizes I've seen, Jenny Craig or something, two dress sizes in a month. That's very specific, right? That's who are they going after? Um, uh, wealth could be about, you know, when are you going to retire? How much do you need to retire? Um, relationships could be save your marriage, spend more time with your family, right? So really your product or service can actually help all of those things. We're going to we got you more business, more revenue in your business. It's actually probably going to make you more healthy because you'll have more time to do that. And then you'll have more time and money to spend with the family, take them on vacations or right. And, and, and spend it on therapy. Or, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, uh, so your currency is like, if you don't have this down, this, this is your message. You know, this yeah. is how you're going to, if you don't have this part of your message, right. You'll fail at marketing because you're not going to hit your client's hot button. It's not about you. You know, yes. here's, here's what you see so often in an ad. We've been in business 20 years. Yes. We've, uh, you know, we've been in Jackson, you know, I'm in Jackson. Family owned. I'm, uh, family Pride, owned and operated. Of work. Yes. And they got a picture of 15 of their trucks in their, yeah. in their, in their ad. And, and it has no, nothing for the client. And so that's the, that's where they're missing their message. And they're like, well, we, we tried advertising, but it doesn't work. Yeah, no, yeah. We'll do that. I've got a whole new process about uh, market dominating position and stuff that goes into that. That'll be fun because those are all platitudes. But but I was talking about here's here's something that I learned just the other day or not learned or relearned. Everyone talked about about let's say um, using Amazon and YouTube as a search tool to help identify what your currency and help you on your message or help you on your marketing, right? And so I was talking to financial advisor. So you could literally Google. I'm sorry go to Amazon and look up books, you know, retirement, retirement planning. And then you look at the five star and one star reviews. 
So the five-star reviews are what was really good about this retirement planning book, right? And the one-star, two-stars are what they missed out on, which is your opportunity to do it better, right? So you're a landscaper, you could look up a gardening book or a landscape book, right? What are the five-star reviews? Oh, this guy really showed me how to make my lawn green. Oh, you know, what he didn't show me is when I'm supposed to trim and aerate, right? And so now you know that there's something missing there, right? that you can use other people's, plus it helps you decide what's in demand, right? What, what are they looking for when they're looking for landscaping, for retirement, for, you know, I got a sore back, right? Uh, cure back pain, right? Type of back pain, what books are there on Amazon? This was a great book, why was it a great book and why was it a bad book? Now, if you're a chiropractor working on back pain, you can say, I do all this and I do all this. Tired of doing this, but then missing out on this, right? Because you've learned through your own research. Um, and so let's say, well, again, I'm, I'm going to get off on a tangent because I'm a marketing guy. So here you've got your book on Amazon and you get the negative reviews. Well, you could actually create a lead magnet that answers the negative reviews and then drive them to the sales of your book right. because you've now answered the, the, the question they had that wasn't answered in your book in the lead magnet, or you do a revised version, but that's, um, that's another, another, uh, what do you call oh, it? You... Yeah. So, so you got to have your currency. What are we helping? What are we selling? What problem are we solve? And then you got to have your target market. We've talked about this in the past, your target market. Who are we selling this to? Are we going after uh, men, women, married couples, uh, older, younger, right? So there's the, there's the demographics and the psychographics and it's what is the problem we're solving and for whom are we doing it for? Right? So you're talking about landscaping earlier. So you can go play golf or spend time with the family, you know, so I'm looking for somebody who lives in nice neighborhoods, right? Because they can afford it. Uh, somebody who's got a family, so they don't have a lot of time. The kids have sporting events, you know, right? So maybe it's a family per family people that are, you know, 30 to 50 years old, right? You could do my parents. You know, my parents are in their 70s. Actually, dad's 80. It could be, you know, retired people who don't want to mow the lawn anymore, right? And that could be your target market. But again, you could have a target market of just these neighborhoods, right? Your target market could be a really nice neighborhood and that's the neighborhood that I want to do my landscaping, not just mow lawns, right? But, but you have a, a target market could be a geographic area. A yeah, and I think too often that people don't spend the time not only to really pick their target market, but really get to know their target market. The, the idea behind marketing is that when you, when you put something out, whether it's a video or whether it's text or, you know, I mean, written, when, when, the, when your prospect reads it, somebody you intend on being your client, they should think that you're reading their mind. If you know them well enough, they, when they read your marketing or they watch it on a commercial, they're like, wow, that's me. And, you know, um, preachers do this in church. A lot of times they pick a subject that they know that a good majority of them, the people in the crowd are going to have. Right. And then everybody says, wow, you were talking to me today. Well, it's because they know their target audience. Right. And That's a great example. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Joe Polish or, or Gary Holberg or the conversation already going on. In Gary Holberg. Enter the conversation that's already going on in their head. Uh, I've heard it said before. I forget who I was working with. And it's if, if I can explain your problem better than you can, then, then, then by natural, you're going to think that I can solve your problem. If, if I can articulate it better than you can. So we were talking about entrepreneurs. So a, a lot of entrepreneurs are talking about business owners. They're, 
They're frustrated they don't have their million dollar business. They are uh, overwhelmed with technology, right? They don't have a lot of free time, right? So those could be some common target market of the, the, the small to mid-sized business owner, right? Yeah. Tech overwhelm, uh, overwhelm, overwhelm, lack of time. I don't have my, uh, you know, the business built, right? I was mentioning before we got on the call, we were talking about what most people do. They just start selling something. Uh, they develop a passion or a skill and they just start doing it. They start the business up and then they have these products or services they're just selling. And now they're trying to find the customers to sell to this product, right? Whereas what you and I are talking about is start with, you know, who is our target market? What is our currency? Who's our target market? Who's our message? We want to flip that. I would even say if you're an established business already, one of the things I always talk about is, Who's your target market by looking who's bought in the past from you, right? Yeah. If you already have a book of business, you're a builder. Who are my last 10 buyers? You know, how old were they? Were they married? Were they single? Were they moved, new to the town? Were they upgrading from one neighborhood to the next neighborhood, right? You can look at your last 10 clients if you're a builder, where'd they come? And, and you might have a niche that you didn't even know you had, right? A financial advisor, who your last... 10 clients or your top 10 clients. Oh, what is their niche? Oh, they're all teachers. Oh, they all work for a certain company, right? And I would Could argue you that you'd want to segment it even further. Let's say you were the builder and yeah. you look at your last 10 houses you built and four of those clients were the biggest pain in the butt on the planet. Right. Well, figure out what is common about those and then figure out what's common about the six yes. and target the six. Make yes. sure you repel the four so that well, you yeah. don't end up with those type of clients. Yeah, we talk about that all the time is what will you accept and what won't you accept, right? You, yeah. you don't want people that don't take your advice. You don't want people that, that, that don't follow your advice. You don't want argumentative people. You don't want people that second guess you all the time, right? So you could easily exactly right. Your target market uh, could be what we do want, but also what we don't want, what we don't want to put up with, right? I don't want the, uh, I'm a landscaper, I don't want the, we had, anyway, you don't want the landscaper where the lady comes out at the end of every session and tells you you did it wrong. Hey, you missed a spot. Oh, you gotta, she comes out with her scissors and, and does the trim or goes around the bushes, you missed this, or oh, look at that, you didn't put enough mulch in this year. You don't want that client, right? So that could easily be a landscape client who you don't want. You want the, you want the guy like me who just says, hey, it looks good, thanks. <laughs> or like you, yeah, water however much you want to water. I, Whatever you think, I'm all I'm all ears. That's, well, and that's, that's what you know. Again, so how do you target that? You that's what your marketing is about. I mean, you you got to know your client, and like you said, know them so well that when when you basically you're going to walk into the conversation or step into the conversation that they're already having in their head. So that's that's where you want to step into. It's, okay, the conversation. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. Um, if, if, if you're talking to your target market and they could use that problem solved in their life, when you step into that conversation, they're having a conversation in their head about, it. you know, like you need tires on your car. Well, um, tires are heavily advertised based around price. Now, what I don't hear a lot in tire ads, you do from the big companies, like you'll see like the Michelin or whatever you see, they they understand targeting. But when you get to the local tire store, it's all price. You don't want to be in that that situation. That's not marketing. Right. That's, that's not differentiating yourself. Yeah, that's the whole platitudes. We're family owned, been here for years. We'll give you the best price. We'll give you the best deal, right? 
we've talked about this in the past about um, uh, HVAC, right? HVAC contractor. So in the summertime, it was, you know, who's your target market? It's probably the wife. She's the one who makes those decisions, at least in my house, the husband and wife. Patty's the one who's like, we got too many hot spots. The kids' rooms are really hot, and then it's freezing in our bedroom, and then the, the den is really cold, and the, and the front kitchen is really hot, right? So you have hot spots in your house. We can help you eliminate the hot spots, right? Because in, in Georgia, it gets to be 90 or 100 degrees in the summer, right? Yeah. Same thing now we're in the winter time. So it's going to be, what are the cold spots? Your messaging can be, you know, hey, a lot more people at home, people around for the holidays, kids are back from college, you're working from home. Do you have too many hot, cold spots in your house? Yeah. We can come in there and identify, we'll do a, now what's your offer, right? Some sort of audit, you know, temperature audit to make sure you're, you know, audit to see what rooms are out of whack. That gets you in the door, right? Uh, now you're talking about your, your, but who's your target market? Who's your message, right? It's the, the wife's probably gonna make the decision. She's frustrated with the cold spots right now. And then we're gonna talk about an offer, which could be just an audit or a, I'll go in and thermal check each room to see what, how, it's like your tire pressure guy, right? I went to the tire pressure for tires. You mentioned that the other day, right? Was that the, now at our little tire shop guy, they will check the air in your tires and fill them up for free, right? Why is he doing that? You get me in the habit that, you know, his first day of cold was about a week or two ago and one of the tires had less air than the other, right? And so, hey, I'll take it over to them, we'll drive up, it's a drive-in, you don't have to get out, you know, and they'll check the air in your tires and bring it up to the right level. Hey, you're all good, no problems. Then a week later, uh, one of my daughters got a nail in their tire. Who do you think I'm taking my car to? Of course, of course. Right. Yeah, of so, so his little maintenance program of free air checking has so created a customer. That brings up the next point. So that tire place, they yep. understood their audience. They need yep. tires. Okay, everybody yep. needs tires. But the next point was timing. Okay, well, see, they don't know when you're going to need tires. So right. what do they do? They get you in the habit of coming in there by offering you a service, solving a problem for you, in this case, low air in your tires, or just yep. popping off the air, or just checking the air to yep. make sure you're right. But they're they're in your they're, they're in your face. I don't, I mean, I can't think of a better oh, yeah. way of saying it. Frequency they're in your face so that when yeah. you need them, they're there for you. Their timing is that they're, they're advertising is such that they get you in the habit of coming in there so that when the timing is right for you. And that's, that's what's critical about advertising or marketing is that in many cases, emails is the only way you're going to reach your customer. Well, you have to have a regular sequence of emails so you're there when your client is ready with the right message. They'll opt out if they're not right, the right client. So, you, you know, you're sending emails. That's the message, right? You're giving them a message of how you're going to solve their problem, make their life better to your audience. And if they're not your audience and you're sending emails for six straight months and they're, they're opening those emails, they're your audience. You know, so, so you're there when the timing's right. That's why that's why you see commercials run over and over and over and over and over again, because if those commercials didn't work, they would have stopped running them, but they're there so that when you are ready, like if you need a, a mortgage, you, I mean, how many mortgage come, I, I, I mean, I, there's a guy here in town that is constantly on the TV. I'm sure you have one in Atlanta, at least one right. or two, and they're there all the time. Why? Because they don't know when you're going to buy your next house. Right. But when, well, when you do, they want you to think of them first. Right. But we've talked about part of marketing for us is not the frequency, but the, but the direct response and the education marketing, right? 
So how do you know it's time to refinance your house, right? There's, there's a checklist on how to refinance, when it's time to refinance your house. So again, we're going back to the, why do they fail at marketing? Because they talk about, hey, I'm the, I'm the best mortgage broker in town. I've been here forever. I've local, you know, local, family owned, been here a long time. Those are all those platitudes. A better message is going to be, hey, buying a new house, check us out. Hey, how do you know when it's time to refinance? I got a checklist on when it's time to refinance. How do you know it's when it's, how do you use your home equity line? Should I use a home equity line or refinance my house? Here's a checklist on how to do that. Yeah, right? is Those it more all... expensive? Is it more expensive to stay at your current rate or to refinance your house and pay the closing costs? Because there's always closing costs. So yeah, you know, when's, the break things even? That... Yeah, when's the break even? Yeah, yeah. Where, where do you break even? At how many point difference? And then you should refinance. So right. uh, and instead of just advertising market. rates. Sorry. Yeah, so that's what we're talking about, education marketing. So why do people fail at marketing? Because they're talking about how great they are, or they're just saying, hey, come on down and refinance your house. Come on down and buy a car. But we're talking about the, the right target market, the right uh, messages, and then the right the right educate. We like to say educate and raise your hand, educate and, and motivate people, right? I think is one of the things that Dean Jackson says. So we're educating them. We're offering them guides. We're talking about real estate. You know, how much is your house worth? Uh, three projects you could do in a weekend to increase the value, how to sell your home first. I think, I think I've seen, uh, oh, I think this was a Dean Jackson one too, uh, stop your divorce. But it's actually a divorce attorney who's, who's sending that out, right? So it's stop your divorce and it's, you know, gives you some suggestions, but then at the end, hey, and if you can't stop your divorce, you know, I'm always here to help you with your yeah, divorce. I'll, I'll take right. your money to make it happen. <laughs> right, so he's actually marketing the opposite of his result, right? He's marketing, hey, stop your divorce. But you so, got to think that most people who are going through a divorce don't really want to go through a divorce. Once again, what's their pain point? What's their problem? Yeah. They don't really want to go through a divorce. Now they might have to because they're married, they're miserable, and they, they're never going to work out all the, their problems. So that's the thing. Stop your divorce. Well, one way to stop your divorce is to get it done, right? I mean, so this, right. this guy's right. a, an attorney. Let's get it done. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the movie. Oh, it's the how I should it's wedding crashers and they in the beginning of the movie they're 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 going through a divorce attorney wrong tangent but the point is if you just advertise I do a divorce I'm a divorce attorney there's well, no differentiator right? right how are you any different from somebody else yeah um, and, and so some of your message can actually be like we said the opposite right you know sick and tired of your, your lawn being the, the ugliest lawn or the opposite. Hey, have you noticed how your your neighbor's lawn is much prettier than yours? Yeah. Right. So so some of that messaging or some of that can be not just hey beautiful lawn care service we've been doing it forever we've been here forever we work in your neighborhood right we're talking about what do I want or what don't I want we always talk about motivating towards something or away from something. Well, uh, see, and it's funny you just you brought up an emotion. Okay, so people don't buy on logic contrary to co to popular belief. People don't buy logically, they buy emotionally. Now they will, they'll use all the logic they can to justify their emotion, but they buy based on emotion. So when you said, hey, how come your neighbor's lawn is nicer than yours? Well, what you did is you took the emotion of envy and you put it into your marketing, not even knowing it, but that is an emotion. Right. Anytime right. you can hit multiple emotions with your marketing message to your audience, then you're gonna have a better response. And that's why we call it direct response marketing because you want people to take an action, which is part of the, you know, why people fail at marketing is, is they make it hard to, for people to buy. 
So, <laughs> right. At, at the end of it, if you just put a phone number up, it may not be the, like, especially online nowadays, phone number is not the way to do business online. You got to have somebody be able to click, give them something in exchange for their information. I mean, right. They're, right. And, they're and that's like, the education marketing, direct response marketing to a T. We've also talked in the past about, we can do another episode on that, is, is the marketing equation, right? Interrupt, engage, educate, and offer, right? You, you got to have all those. We've talked about the funny, cool commercials. Um, like I said, my favorite one right now is, you know, you're becoming your parents. And, you know, she's in the, in the Home Depot on the speakerphone. I'm going to have a big lunch and a light snack for dinner. You know, is that a good thing to be doing using the speakerphone in, you know, the home improvement store, right? Who else reads magazines, you know, books about submarines? Oh, my father does, right? If you have too many pillows on the couch and there's not a place to sit, you know, you've got a problem, right? And so the whole commercial is, I think it's a great commercial. I have no idea what it's for. I can't remember if it's for insurance, if it's for home improvement, but it's great because they're not, they're doing the interrupt or engaging us, but they didn't educate me or even make an offer, right? Interrupt, engage, educate an offer. They're doing the entertainment part and the interrupting, but they're not educating me or offering me. Maybe they're educating me not to become my parents, but there's no offer. So I don't even know what that great marketing for somebody with a bunch of money, not a great marketing for a small business owner who, who like we said, what do they want? Revenue and clients, right? The marketing equation we've talked about. So why do they fail? They're not following the marketing equation. They're not interrupting, engage, education, and offering. Everything you're talking about is educating the client, right? Uh, using an emotion to engage the client. Got, the yeah, you, the worst kind of marketing you could do is when a, when a client says, boy, I love that commercial. Just don't know whose it was. <laughs> right, right. That's, that's wasting money. That's not even branding. That's, I mean, that is just absolutely wasting money. And that's the worst, the marketing company behind that, they're giving their customer a disservice. And so why are we bringing this up? This is why business owners fail. You can't be in the branding business unless you've got a Budweiser budget. And I don't know many small business owners that do. You don't, you're not in the branding business. Nobody cares what your brand is. They only care how you're going to solve their problem or make their life better. And, and if you'll grasp that, that they don't care. I mean, contrary to popular belief, they don't really care about you and I, they care about them. That's why we right. do this show. We're doing it for our clients, our prospects so that they can learn that, that, you know, learn how we can make their life better, how you, how you can take your business from wherever it is now and increase your sales a half a million or a million dollars in the next 12 months by following proven formulas that both you and I have used over the past 30 years to grow our own businesses and help other people grow their businesses. That's why we have a mastermind is so that we can help your business, help you get to where you want to go in your business. It's not about us. I mean, it can't be about us. Because... <laughs> it's about helping you get out of your own way, right? Yeah. Uh, I was just, I did this where we got on uh, injury lawyer, right? So if you're in an auto accident, uh, you're going to, are you going to Google injury lawyer? You know, I don't know. You're going to, are you going to say auto accident in Atlanta, auto accident attorney in Atlanta? Or are you going to say, I was in a motorcycle accident in Atlanta, right? So, so knowing what your clients, and you could do that on Google searches, right? Which one of those searches is more popular, right? And you would want to answer the one that's more popular. I don't know which one's more popular. Uh, motorcycle accident lawyers in Georgia, right? That seems pretty specific, right? Yeah. That's the language that they're using. That's what they're searching for. So we talked about Amazon's a great tool. YouTube's a great tool. 
Google's a great tool just to see what people are are searching for to help you with your language. But, and but Google just, is going to tell you on your long term long long tail keywords. So you start typing in motorcycle accident, and then they're going to bring up all these other little options there. So it depends on what you're selling. If you're selling a hard line product, go do the, use the Amazon search. If you're selling an information product or a service, you probably want to use Google or YouTube. There's a guy, his name is uh, Lido, Larry Lido. He's an attorney in Detroit. Why watch him? I don't know. But he's, <laughs> he's, um, he's got Lido's Law, and he does these information uh, videos constantly on how to react in certain types of situations. It's all based around the law. And he's got, it's, he's got a YouTube channel with millions and millions of views. Now, let me tell you something. I guarantee you that he only practices law. I can't guarantee you only, but he's got millions of watchers. I'm in Florida and I'll never hire him as an attorney. But why does he put that out? Right, right. Because when it, when it comes to the local market, he's the guy. Because he constantly puts out information that people want to know. How do, how do I act when I get pulled over for, for speeding? What should I say? Well, right. and then he'll give you all these scenarios. It's kind of a cool little show. No, that's awesome. It reminds me of the story you shared, you know, a year or two ago. We started this podcast, which is like the lawnmower guy he, who fixes small engines, right? And he yeah. does all these little local guy. I thought he was somewhere in North Carolina or something. I, I think he's in Tennessee, but yeah. Okay. And he, and he fixes lawnmowers and stuff, and he has a little how-to, but then you're going to say, well, I don't want to do it, so I'll take it to him. Looks like he knows what he's doing, right? Always. So that's yeah. education videos of, you know, we've talked about that before, where he's just educating you, and he's not even making an offer but maybe you should make it offer. Hey, if you don't want to do this yourself, you know, bring it on over here and we'll, and we'll fix your, you know, small, you know, your pressure washer, your lawnmower or something like that. Yeah. They do so, actually at the end of their videos, they make a call to action. Oh, good. Okay. If you need, if you need parts or you need advice, you know, and you, you can buy parts right there. So perfect. See that. And that's perfect. So that's, that's exactly right. It would be your educated. He's education marketing with little videos on how to repair your small engines. And then if you need the parts or you want us to do it for you, Give us a call, right? Good. Um, that's perfect. So episode 104, top reasons why business owners fail at marketing. And the summary is that they don't do it right. They talk about themselves. They use platitudes. Those are the things we talked about. And how do they do it right is by what's their currency? What are they really bringing to the table? What problem are they solving? We've talked about a target market. Who's their target market? What is the messaging? And we could go down to each one of these further messaging. What's their offer? They need to educate and motivate somebody to do these things. And again, these are the type of things we talk about in our, in our uh, uh, mastermind group, right? These, this will be a topic of a mastermind group on how to work on your marketing message. Uh, this all started for me. I was talking with a client, you know, talking about his 2021 uh, marketing plans, right? Yeah. So let's go back and, and redo the basics. Who's your, what's your currency? Who's your target market? What's my million dollar message? How am I going to educate and offer, interrupt, engage, educate, and offer my clients? That's what we talk about in the mastermind group. And then uh, we focus on it and we get to bounce ideas off other smart business owners. Here's what's worked for me in the past. I was thinking of trying this. Do you think that would work for me? Has anybody else done this before? And that's what a mastermind is. It's, it's the information, but also the knowledge, right? So it's the, we've talked about this before, I think last week's episode, right? The three things need to be successful in business, commit, uh, well, okay, commit, clarity, 
and confidence, right? So the commit, you got to commit, we're going to do this. The clarity is I need a roadmap. I need a roadmap to get me from where I want to go. And the confidence is I need a support group to help me and keep me in accountability and keep me going, right? And that's what a mastermind provides. It provides, you got to provide the commitment, but the clarity is going to come from having a roadmap and having other uh, mastermind members who have been there and done it before or in the process of doing it now, right? And the support group, the, the confidence comes from the support group of having the mastermind group as to hold you accountable and to bounce ideas off of, right? And so the roadmap and the confidence, uh, the support group is, is what brings the mastermind and the value of the mastermind. It's not the information, it's the whole package together, right? Yes, yes. The group and the knowledge. It's, it's the group and the, and the strategies. It's the group and the tactics, right? It's, it's those things combined. So our mastermind group, ProfitabilityMD, so Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. Do a little interview, see if you're a good fit for us, if we're a good fit from you. This is our podcast, ProfitabilityMD.com. Find us anywhere you get your podcast. We got our uh, website, ProfitabilityMD.com, where this podcast is posted. We've got our YouTube channel. So you go to YouTube and type in ProfitabilityMD so you can see our pretty faces on here as well. If you like a video kind of play, I, I like our videos that I play at one and a half times speed. I sound much better when I talk faster. Mistakes. <laughs> so that, that's what we're doing here. That's what the mastermind's for. But what we talked about today was, you know, how people are messing up their marketing, man. And they're messing up their marketing because they use platitudes and they talk about themselves and they're not focused on what they're focused, should be focused, right? Anyway, this is fun, man. This is a great little episode. All right. Well, Matt, have a great week and we will talk soon. All right, buddy. See you. <laughs>